Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast for Wednesday, January 22nd. I am Caroline Gonzalez, joined by my co-host, who I'm sure misses me because he hasn't seen me in about a week, John DeShazer. J.D., how you doing? It's been that short a time. It <laughs> feels like it's been, it hadn't been long enough, but yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> Just so you know, I've been walking by your office every day and stealing your snacks, so it's on par for the course of the off-season blues over there. Well, I think it's all season, so there's probably not that many snacks in it besides the mint on my desk. But other than that, well, I grab a mint every time in memoriam. (laughs) All right, JD. So you are out there uh, at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. You are traveling. uh, You're at the airport now to head to the Pro Bowl. I don't know who scheduled those back to back, but I'm sure that's not fun for anyone who has to cover both. But uh, I know you talked to some LSU players yesterday, spoke to Mickey Loomis today, so you've been a busy guy. Uh, but you, based off of the interviews yesterday with the LSU players, you saw a lot of guys. You saw some offensive linemen. But namely, I wanted to talk about the tight end, uh, Sullivan, who had to play behind Thaddeus Moss this year for LSU. How important is the senior bowl for a guy like him to showcase his talent? Well, I mean, he, he played from his, his – sophomore and junior season mm-hmm. and had some decent numbers for a tight end but you know Thaddeus Moss comes in he pretty much takes over the position he's you know giving receptions and touchdowns and so you know Stephen Sullivan doesn't play a whole lot as a senior and it's difficult because you know if you're you know scouts you look at him and say okay you know there isn't a whole lot of senior film to have on him and yet he did have some numbers as a sophomore and junior but you know it's probably a difficult evaluation because on one hand you say okay he's a good looking prospect but on the other hand you're saying Okay, why couldn't he get on the field? Uh, and then, you know, he's a guy who said, you know, he was he was happy for, you know, obviously the team accomplishments, uh, but you want to see a little bit more uh, individual accomplishments out of the guy. Now, he could be a diamond in the rough. I mean, he could be one of those guys where you look at him and you say, you know what, he's got the physical act- attributes, he's got the measurables, and you might not have to, um, I don't want to say waste a draft pick on him, but you might not have to spend a draft pick on him. Mm-hmm. You might be able to pick him up as an undrafted rookie, and if he worked out, that's fantastic. You know, he looks like a kid just from the physical looks of it. Who can give you some, some good minutes on special teams? He looks like he could play all those units. He looks like he might be a guy who might be able to give you some help in the red zone. I don't know how much of a blocker he is, but if you can teach him those those skills, he looks like he might be able to help you there. So he looks like he can play. Again, you don't know if he can, and, and, it, should, and it does concern you a little bit that get that Danny Moss was able to come in and kind of pirate his position away from him. But yet, you know, he might have he might be a guy who's got the potential that you might be able to get something out of him. Is the Senior Bowl kind of situational? Because you look at a guy like Joe Burrow, who was invited to the Senior Bowl, obviously, but he doesn't feel the need to play in the Super Bowl because everything he's done has proven himself up to this point. But then you have the guys that you spoke to yesterday, like Lloyd uh, Cushberry and Damian Lewis, who are offensive linemen for LSU, and they played in the national championship no more than two weeks ago, but they still have to play the Senior Bowl game. But it seems like it's kind of position-based and need-based whether or not you have to play in the Senior Bowl. And obviously, it's a huge honor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it is a huge honor, and yet, you know, as you mentioned, it is kind of need-based. It is kind of position-based. If you're Joe Burrow and you've got, um, I don't want to say the number one overall pick locked up, but seems like he's a pretty good bet for that position, you don't need to come to the senior bowl except to do anything uh, but meet with teams. You don't need to do any individual workouts, and he'll probably do the exact same thing at the NFL Combine. He'll probably go there and probably do interviews with the teams. I doubt if he'll do a whole lot of testing, if any, and then he'll probably do his work at his pro day. Uh, if you're in that position to be able to do that, more power to you. 
because uh, you worked hard to get in that position. And so you, you, you really expose yourself to less hazard, not just the injury part of it, but you expose yourself to less opportunities to not look good and for people to nitpick you to death and knock you down a notch. So from that standpoint, if you're those guys, uh, Joe Burrow, if you're in fantastic shape, if you're those offensive linemen, uh, Damian Lewis, if you're, you know, Lloyd Cushenberry third, you need to show up because you've still got things that you need to prove. You're still trying to improve your draft stock. You get a chance to work against some of the top seniors in the nation. Now, of course, this doesn't include the influx of underclassmen, the juniors who are going to be in this draft. Mm-hmm. But you got to make as many positive impressions as you possibly can. And it begins at the senior bowl. So for those guys, they've got to get in as much work as they possibly can get because they've got to turn as many heads as they possibly can. It could mean the difference between being maybe a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick, maybe being a second or a third-round pick. And that's you know financial compensation. That's a little bit more security. And certainly the higher you're drafted, the more a team invests in you and the more that they feel like they need to keep you around or the more opportunities they're going to give you to make that team and to make an impact. And as Saints GM said earlier today, Mickey Loomis, it's a it's an opportunity for these people to see them for the first time, to see how they interact, to see how they do in these drills. And we'll get into what Mickey Loomis had to say in a little bit. But last week I spoke to Sean Fazan talking about the position groups that he thought the Saints would address, especially going into the Senior Bowl. And he said linebacker. J.D., you're our senior writer. What do you say? Well, they finished the season a little bit thin there. And then you talked about uh, A.J. Klein's a free agent. Um, Kiko Alonso as a free agent who finished the season injured. Uh, Alex Anzalone finished the season injured. So the only healthy guy you really have is Demario Davis, along with maybe, you know, Craig Robertson. But they like Craig Robertson on special teams. So it does seem to be a position that needs to be addressed, even if Alex Anzalone uh, comes back healthy and even if uh, A.J. Klein is re-signed as a free agent, that still only gives you the three linebackers, so there still needs to be some depth there. Now, of course, I don't want to forget Caden Ellis, the draft pick from last year, but he finished the season injured. So, again, the Saints probably could use some bodies there, linebackers, not just for their base and their sub-packages and not just for depth, but linebackers comprise a critical part of your special teams unit. So it probably is a position that they can, that they can, they can take a look at. They probably also want to take a look. You know, even though Mickey Loomis says he feels pretty good about the receivers in, that they have in the room, you can't go wrong with looking for more receivers. You can't go wrong with the Saints. Look at defensive linemen because, you know, two of their starters finished last season injured, Sheldon Rankins and Marcus Davenport. And you can't ever have too many good defensive linemen. They are difficult to draft. It's difficult to get quality there. Uh, they've been able to get some guys out of the undrafted rookie pool of the last couple of years in Taylor Stallworth and then in Shy Tuttle last season. But it's always difficult to find those guys. So there are a couple of positions where they probably will be looking at for some depth. And, and I think, you know, I'm with Sean Pazan, though. If, you, if you're looking at one, a linebacker's got to be somewhere high on that list. Well, I don't think Demario Davis is a bad guy to to shape your linebacker core around, especially with the caliber of talent he played both seasons at for the Saints. But when you're talking about what Mickey Loomis talked about, he t- he talked about today the wide receiver position for the Saints, and he mentioned that that was a strong position in this class. What did you see out there at the Senior Bowl? Well, I mean, you know, again, we're, we're seeing the seniors, and we're not seeing the complete and total list of them. So we got to eliminate exposure to some guys out there. But, you know, we don't see the C.D. Lambs of Oklahoma. We right. haven't seen uh, any of the LSU kids. Uh, and those are guys who, because they're underclassmen, don't get the invitation to the senior bowl. So you mm-hmm. don't get an opportunity to see them. And so we know that those guys are going to be drafted probably ahead of, of anybody who's at the senior bowl. So, 
those are exposures that the teams will get uh, during whether you know during their campus visits or when they bring some kids in, you know, after everything's settled or at the combine. But you know, you get a chance to see some seniors who again are trying to make their mark. You know, these are some guys who might have had some good statistics, but a lot of times a senior with good statistics uh, kind of takes a back seat to a junior with with good statistics because they say, okay, this guy has more upside because he's a junior. Or you know, the senior we feel like we've seen his ceiling. We feel like we've seen the best that he has to offer. So a guy can be talented and just not looked at maybe as well as you know he thinks he should, or maybe sometimes as well as he should be taken into consideration. I asked Sean Fazan this, J.D., who has been the player that has stuck out in your mind through all these years, and yes, I'm, I'm subtly calling you old again, uh, at the Senior Bowl that you remember from the Senior Bowl. Is there a specific player that you'll always remember? Well, I, the only guy I can think of right now is, um, and I'm probably going to say the name right, I think it's Eric Winston, the offensive tackle, who, who wound up being like a top five pick. Uh, and, and maybe it isn't Eric Winston. I can't remember the name. I can't remember. That tells you how impressionable it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the name offhand. Sorry for, but, for throwing you under the bus like this, J.D. <laughs> but, I, but I remember coming to the senior bowl, and there was an offensive lineman that, you know, hey, I'd never heard of, and the guy ends up being a top five pick. So, you know, you, you know, sometimes you can get a senior here who is a guy, who, and especially among the offensive linemen, uh, guys who – will leave an impression and guys who will, you know, climb up in the draft. But a lot of times you get the quarterbacks here, and again, it's a situation where you get some good senior quarterbacks. Uh, Justin Herbert from Oregon is here. Um, you've got um, Jalen Hurts here. Uh, so you've got some guys at quarterback, and yet Joe Burrow isn't here. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, a talented underclassman isn't here. So, you know, you're seeing some of the best players, but you're not seeing the best of the best in a lot of cases. When you talk about those quarterbacks, uh, Mickey Loomis talked earlier today, and we'll hear from him later in the show, but about Drew Brees, and he was saying we're on Drew Brees' timetable. He's going to make the decision. The season just ended. So uh, when, when, in your opinion, do you start addressing the Drew Brees situation? Because Teddy Bridgewater becomes a free agent. You don't know Drew's status. When do you have to make a decision on the Drew Brees front? Well, I mean, I think I think the decision's already been made. Now, nothing's official, and the two sides hadn't really hashed anything out, but Drew Brees wants to play. Hmm. Uh, the Saints want him to play. So now it's just a matter of, you know, compensation. And I think Drew Brees will look at it and say, okay, can I look at it and say, even in his last contract, he didn't look at it and say, okay, I want to break the bank. I think financially Drew Brees feels comfortable for himself and his family. So with him, yeah, you want fair compensation, but also, how much of the slice of pie can Drew Brees take and it not affect the team in terms of building the team? Because, you know, the parts that they need, there's some musts that they need to have. Well, does it do this team any good for Drew Brees to have a $35 million cap hit where they need some help at linebacker or they need some help on offensive line and those kinds of things? I think he looks at it from that standpoint, okay, yeah, I want to be fairly compensated but I also have to have enough trust in this franchise that they're going to surround me with the proper players and the proper weapons, and we're going to have a deep enough team because, look, there are a lot of guys who are in line besides Drew Brees who are walking up to the pay window saying, okay, my contract's up, or, you know, I need to, you know, I'd like to uh, to have a renegotiation of those things. So there are a lot of guys and a lot of considerations to be made as to who's compensated what, and that's going to be the interesting part. I think Drew is is, is pretty, you know, I don't want to say the hay's in the barn. You never say, you know, anything's a given, but I think that's pretty close to a given, given the relationship he has 
with the franchise and, and the fact that he wants to continue playing and the franchise wants him to continue playing with the franchise. So I think that one's, you know, I don't want to say done, but pretty close to done, even though they hadn't sat down and hashed out the numbers. You said it, not me, J.D., so you're going to be the one that gets in trouble, not me. But speaking of Drew Brees, you're headed out to the Pro Bowl right now to go see the 11 Saints players that are there. J.D., other than having to miss Zion's debut here at the Smoothie King Center, uh, is that the most fun event that you cover for the Saints, would you say? Well, you, it is because you catch those guys in a really, really relaxed atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, you know, high stress. It's not, you know, performance you know, based in the game, you know, nobody's out there trying to, you know, embarrass anybody in the game. It's really kind of a glorified two-hand touch, if you want to be honest with it, the actual game. But they get a chance to interact with with guys that they don't necessarily get a chance to interact with face-to-face during the season mm-hmm. or guys that, you know, they, they might admire a little bit. You know, if, if you're running back and you like the way Alvin Kamara does certain things, you get a chance to ask them about, hey, man, you know, when you're seeing this, what are you, what is it that you're seeing? But you get a chance to kind of pick Drew Brees' brain in a, in a relaxed scenario, or you get a chance to, you know, talk to Cam Jordan and, and find out what he's looking for in a pass rush. So from that standpoint, those guys are really loose. Uh, they have a lot of fun with it. They get a chance to bring their families and, and hang out a little bit and go to Disney World and those kinds of things. So that's the best part of it. I really see what those guys are doing kind of off the field because on the field, you know, it's, it's not really business. As a matter of fact, I think the Pro Bowl a couple of years ago, the ones we attended uh, when Kamara was a rookie and Marshawn Lattimore was a rookie, the highlight of those was actually the Breeze boys, mm-hmm. you know, roughhousing it on the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> so that tells you how much interest there was in the actual game. J.D., last question for you. I know you're about to jump on a flight. Do you prefer a window seat or aisle seat? A window. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, window. I wouldn't I mean, peg you as a window guy. No, I'm a window person because I, you know, if I decide I want to go to sleep, if you're on the aisle, you can't lean either yeah, way. If I you're on the window, that. you can lean against the window. I agree with that, but then sometimes I like to cross my legs and then I put my foot in the aisle. So I don't know; it just depends on the day, I guess. JD, we'll yeah, let you, you go. Got, if you got your foot in the aisle, people are clipping it and stepping on it and banging into it. Uh, no, that's window. what that's when you have authority. See, that's where I just don't let people mess with me, JD. You know me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, JD. I'll let you go. I appreciate your time and uh, have fun at the Pro Bowl. All right, thanks. <laughs> and now we'll hear from Saints general manager Mickey Loomis, who spoke at the Reese's Senior Bowl earlier today. Um, first of all, I think it was a successful season in the sense that uh, you know we we're 13-3, we won the division, made the playoffs. That, that that those are difficult goals to achieve, and that we achieved them. It was you know dissatisfying in that. Hey, you know, we had a home playoff game and we didn't win. Um, but there was a lot of good things happened during the season. Um, a lot of good things, a lot of great performances by, by players on our team, a lot of uh, um, uh, success through adversity, uh, great job by our coaches. And so, look, I, 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 I come away disappointed. We all are disappointed with the way it ended, and yet um, – I think there was a lot of really good things that happened, and, and I'm excited about our team going forward. Well, I, you know, I think this is, you know, our first chance to just kind of get to know a few guys, and, and our area scouts and, and our, our college scouts, they know the players pretty well. So, it's it's you know our coaches and my and Sean's introduction to them, and so it's just the very beginning of a process. And and uh, look, I think it's a really good group here at the Senior Bowl. I think the. Um, 
the people that are running the Senior Bowl are doing a great job, do a great job, and it's well, well organized, and, and uh, it gives teams, including us, a chance to you know, be introduced to them, basically. Look, I, I think we have a group of wide receivers that we really like, and, and we're in the business of, of improving our team you know, any way we can. And, you know, your question's a good one, and yet part of that is dictated by what becomes available and how do we fit it in in, in our roster. And so those are questions and answers that we, uh, you know, we're not there yet. We got, a long, we got a long way to go here. Yeah, it, you know, it, look, it's, it's his timetable here. We're just, you know, the season's just ended. He's at the Pro Bowl, and, and um, you know, we got to have a little time to decompress, and, and uh, there's, there's, there's plenty of time. I don't like speculating about free agency and who's, you know, who's going where and who's going to get what. Just it's such a, uh, you know, such a crapshoot. I can say this though. Look, I think that we have a lot of players that that enjoy being with the Saints and want to be back at the Saints, and and uh, and we appreciate all of those guys and want them back for for uh, the most part. So usually when when. You want someone, and they want to be there. Uh, you can find a way to get something done, and and so I th I think that's generally the um, the circumstance and the situation that we've been in with with our free agents over the past. So you know we'll make those decisions, and they've got decisions to make, and you know we'll see how that plays out. That'll do it for today's New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Make sure you tune back in on Friday as we will host NFL Network's Jane Slater, who will be covering this, the Pro Bowl. Uh, and, of course, we want to hear all of her thoughts on the Saints this year and how she keeps up with Cam Jordan during the, the Pro Bowl. All right, thanks for listening to today's show. We'll catch back up on Friday. Go Saints!